I'm David Mason, the Director of Public Health for the Town of Sandwich, and usually you see me with Chief Burke doing uh, our PSAs on Wednesday. Uh, as cases increase in the Town of Sandwich, I felt the need to uh, have the community or connect the community more with what's occurring, and I have had approached uh, two individuals uh, that had been uh, positive and have had an experience that uh, has uh, brought them through some serious, serious medical issues and that they're still uh, carrying some of those issues. And the, and the first individual that I'll have is a young lady who's 25, uh, and she will remain anonymous because of the type of work that she does, uh, but she was more than willing to uh, uh, sit with me to talk about what occurred, how she contracted it, uh, her feelings through the whole thing, and what she is experiencing now. And we'll have a, a uh, gentleman uh, in his late 50s, early 60s, to uh, speak to his uh, experience. And I, I just think there's a need because these two individuals are in our town and they're willing to uh, sit with us and share their experience so that we can make it real. And I want you to understand uh, what's occurring in town, what pub the public health nurse Joanne Gake and I see when we talk to these people uh, and we have to knock on their door with these cases. And we're putting a face on what's going on right now. And I hope you can appreciate uh, you know, the presentation of this. I'm David Mason, the Director of Public Health for the Town of Sandwich. Normally you see me doing a PSA weekly with Chief Burke, uh, but with escalating numbers, um, I've been trying to continually think of how to message what's occurring uh, with COVID and the impacts on the town. And one of the largest growing segments of the population is the 20 to, to, uh, 20 to 29 year olds, in which we're seeing the greatest growth. They are the largest group and it's been messaged over time that the, uh, that the virus doesn't impact uh, your youth or your young adults and that there is a quick recovery. And we're gonna talk about that. We have a resident of town here uh, who uh, is, we're going to remain anonymous. Uh, some people that have been infected uh, prefer that to have that done and that is fine. But I wanted to bring to you a real case uh, because many times you see uh, people talking in social media, they're asking, do you know someone that's infected? I don't know someone that's infected. And during this whole process, myself and Joanne Gake, the public health nurse, have been dealing with these people. We have a face to these people. And I, I want to reach out to let the community know that, that this is occurring, it's real. And I want to talk about the, the impacts of it. So I want to thank you for coming and uh, joining with joining today to, to help with this project and to message to uh, uh, people in the younger community what's what's occurring. So you know we I'm familiar with your case and Joanne Gay had worked with you also. And as as far as what when was it that uh, walk me through when were you identified as being positive? What you know in terms of time frame and and walk me through how that occurred. Um, I became positive about six weeks ago. I found out that I was positive about five weeks ago. There was about a week of time between when I became infected and when my test results came back that I was um, 
affected and that I was a positive case. Okay, so, and, and do you have any idea as far as what your exposure was for that? Do you, are you aware of it? You don't have to speak to the specifics, but are you aware of it? I believe it was um, in the car with someone who was a positive case. Okay, so that, in that positive case at that time, were they asymptomatic? Symptomatic? They did not have symptoms. Okay, no. so they were asymptomatic. So it's typical that we see, you know, and again, this speaks to that young adults, you know, that we're, we're, everything, we're okay, it's not going to impact us. What was your feeling regarding the virus uh, before, before you were infected? I've always been extremely careful with the virus. Um, I work with people who are immunocompressed, so I have a strong responsibility at my job to protect myself because I'm a vehicle for the virus and to keep other people safe. Okay, no, that, you know, fair enough. So you have an awareness of it also. Yes. So, you know, there is a populace out there. I mean, would you agree with me that in the young adult community that there is a feeling of, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. It's Absolutely. I have, especially um, on social media, I have a lot of friends that I remember sitting there, you know, in the hospital bed at the ER, gasping for breath, trying to distract myself. I'm scrolling through social media and I see people at, you know, Halloween parties and I just okay. couldn't so, wrap my head around it. So let's get to that because I think yeah. that's, you know, that's important to, to know. So when you first were, when, uh, what symptoms did you experience up front? Um, at three days after exposure, um, I started to have flu-like symptoms. So I had uh, a headache, a runny nose, stuffy congestion, um, tightness sort of in my throat, almost kind of like strep, um, and a fever. Okay. So is that what led you to going to get a test at that yes, time? Yes, it did. Okay. So on my third day, I, it was on the evening of my third day, I went to go to bed and it just sort of hit me like a train. I felt fine during that day and around, um, you know, after dinner time, all of a sudden I just felt terrible. Um, so the whole next day I slept the whole day I didn't get out of bed once. And then the day after, I, as soon as I was able to physically get out of bed, I went to be tested. Okay, so, and then upon being tested, you know, so once you had mentioned as far as the timing, it took a while to get your test results back. And meanwhile, you're still experiencing these symptoms. What right. happened between that time and, and receiving your test results? What occurred? So after about three to four days of cold flu-like symptoms, I started to feel a bit better. And so I was sort of guilty of that, wow, maybe that this isn't that bad. I did think that briefly. And I thought, you know, that was terrible. I felt like I had a horrible flu, but I made it through it and this must be the end of it. So by the time I got my test result, I was thinking, I probably have this and it's probably not going to be that big of a deal. I must have gotten a mild case because I was able to get through it on the other side. That's what I was thinking, what, sort of around day four. About what day was that? I mean, as far as, you know, they talk about the incubation period right. and then receiving, and then when you, if, if, you know, if you start experiencing symptoms, there's so many days out, you know, what, what day were you in? So that would be around day six. I started okay. to feel like maybe I was out on the other side. Okay, because I think, I, I know that, um, as far as what we're experiencing here in town now is that you do see uh, all of a sudden that day six, that day seven, you know, you, you think you're riding, you know, you're kind of cruising along, okay, right. I can handle this. And as you start going on, it, it uh, starts affecting you more. Absolutely. Days seven and eight, or seven, eight and nine, I would say were the worst for me. So what, what occurred then? Um, 
I started to get this horrible shortness of breath. I felt like someone had put a bag of bricks right on my chest. I couldn't, I had to think about each breath. And um, I had pain in my chest when I inhaled. I had pain when I exhaled. I had to sleep completely straight up. We took a cushion from the couch, a really hard one, and put it behind my back. And I had to try to sleep sitting straight up because it was the only position that I could breathe in. When I would try to lay on my side, I physically couldn't inhale. Okay, so that's, you know, that's, that's a little scary and, there. The, uh, and I didn't quite, what, what you, how old are you? What are you? I'm 25 years old. 25 years old, okay. And I'm an athlete, I'm healthy. Okay, good to point out. The, uh, so while you were going through that, as far as, I mean, it must've been a scary. It was terrifying. Okay. It was. So where'd it go from there? So from there, um, I just kind of tried to push through it. And another terrifying thing about having COVID is you can't just go to your primary care doctor. You can't just walk into urgent care. You can't have a quick appointment to be seen, whether it's with a COVID-related issue or another issue. Um, and so I also just felt scared that no doctor had seen me. I hadn't gotten medical attention, and I didn't know how to do that other than going to the emergency room. Um, so on day eight, late that evening, um, I was trying to fall asleep and all of a sudden I was just really gasping for air. Um, I couldn't catch a breath. I took my inhaler, it didn't help. Um, my doctor prescribed an inhaler when I was diagnosed. Okay. Um, she called in an inhaler and okay. a friend picked it up and dropped it Very off. Very good, because you know, yeah, yeah, I'm clarified that because there's a lot of talk about underlying conditions. Right, so, so I, have, had, I had asthma as a child very mild, but I haven't had an inhaler since I was maybe five years old, and okay. even then I didn't use it often. So right. um, I was not a typical asthmatic or anything like yep, that. Yeah, because at the same time you were an athlete through your through right. your high school age. I was. So, so when my doctor even prescribed the inhaler, I was kind of like, you know, I think I'm over this, this, but you know, we'll pick it up. And I was really happy that I had it because I was taking it every six hours on the dot. Yeah. Um, so, so eventually so yeah. we reached the point that night where we called 911 because I didn't even think I could take the car ride yep. um, over to the hospital and I didn't want to put anyone in my family in the car with me. Um, so was the fire, when, when you called 911, when the fire department arrived, were they prepared for you? They As, were. Okay. They, so they put one person in the back with me and they explained usually they have two people in the back, but that they're only put one person in the back at a time to lessen the exposure to the okay. EMS staff. Um, the person looked like an astronaut in head-to-toe PPE. I was standing out my window watching them, you know, kind of prepare for me to get into the vehicle. It must have seemed like some sci-fi It did. It really did. And, you know, once I was in the emergency room, the and this was, I really had a moment of clarity in the emergency room when the doctor came in dressed head-to-toe PPE. Um, absolutely hardcore she was pregnant and that really just said to me my gosh we have these healthcare heroes that are out there and people can't even be bothered to put a mask on we have this she was very pregnant this very pregnant woman in here coming head to toe and she would not be in there unless she absolutely had to be right right and i just really had this moment of clarity that wow this is extremely serious i'd always taken it seriously but Having it myself really brought a new perspective. Well, th you know, thank you for sharing that. That's uh, that's impressive. It was. So, it was. the uh, 
the so where did it go from there as far as once you were were you admitted i was not admitted i stayed for several hours they did some iv bags they said i was extremely dehydrated um they were able i had a nasal cannula in my nose um they said that they weren't putting like high flow oxygen in because you know i wasn't requiring high flow oxygen but i did have a cannula in my nose at least on the ambulance ride um they determined after um, they did a chest x-ray and said my chest x-ray looked okay um, and that they felt comfortable to send me home but they wanted me to have um, a pulse oximeter on my finger and said that if my oxygen went below 92 to immediately come back um, okay. so i was actually pretty surprised i was it was extremely terrifying getting into the ambulance i thought i was going to be admitted for sure just based on the fact that i could not breathe right right and still so i couldn't imagine people who have it worse than me how terrible they must feel if i'm not even being admitted and i am in this horrible state so as far as you know so you had a two-week time you know frame that you were dealing with multiple medical issues yes and so as as so walk me through coming out of that you know so how how did that occur so I'm definitely not all the way out of the woods yet. Sitting here to do this interview is the most I've done in six weeks. Um, it has been a really slow progress. Uh, coming out of the two weeks of very bad symptoms, I have still been having heart palpitations, shortness of breath, carrying an inhaler, um, which my doctor said is because my body has been deconditioned. Um, so these effects right now are just because so my body, so much was taken out of my body to fight this virus. And so now my body is just trying to get back to where it usually is okay. to be able to walk up and down flights of stairs, to be able to go through the grocery store without getting winded, to be able to bend down and, um, you know, pick up a heavy box to be able to do all of those things. Um, some other signs of stress, my body, my hair started falling out in chunks, um, which was horrifying, um, just in, in full chunks. And my doctor said that that is hopefully reversible, but it's just a sign of significant stress to the body and that it's actually not that rare of a symptom um, in women. Really? Yeah. The, uh, um, you know, as in between, you know, and prior to coming in, because you, you know, you've, you're wearing a mask and it's been a number of weeks that you're out based on your isolation. Uh, that you, you still have a cough also. I do, yeah. So that you're... The cough to... earlier, you know, earlier this week, three days ago, I coughed so hard that I actually vomited. My, that's how bad the cough is. Um, I'm finally starting to get some of the mucus out that's been draining into my lungs for weeks now. Um, but my cough, it's crippling. I had to pull over while I was driving here okay, to so, cough. So just, again, I just want to back up a little just to understand the time frame. So once you, you know, were in bed and you, you were able to remove yourself from bed, mm -hmm. how long of a time have we been talking right now? I would say that I was laying down in bed for probably three weeks. Okay. So, and then you, you've been up and about, about how many weeks now? I've been sort of up and about for three weeks, um, out of isolation, but very limited on what I can do. I've been trying to go out and take like a 20 minute walk at a time or something. The other day I tried to go grocery shopping. I got so winded that I almost passed out in the store and had to go to the car. So I'm kind of learning what my boundaries are and um, it's sobering. 
the um, as far as we, we had talked also about, you know, there was what brought you know brought this idea to me. One is the the idea that's you know so you know people in social media are saying I don't know someone that has this. You know, it's not that big of a deal. It's just the flu. Um, and there was an episode on 60 Minutes that talked about long haulers. Mm. As far as and you had said, you had seen that, and that that's what brought to my attention as far as. How do I, how do I, sh you know, how do we share what's going on so people can somehow relate? I had said to you, uh, it's like taking, you know, people want to take this risk and it's like taking a bag of M&Ms, you know, labeling four of them as poison. Are you willing to take that risk? And, and I'm trying to share what your experience is to, to make people think, do I really want to take the risk? And I think as far as, the, you know, you saw that episode of, uh, the 60 minutes regarding long haulers. I mean, how did that leave you? What did you What did you think? What did you come away with with that? It terrified me. It did because I sort of wake up each day and I think, is this what my life is now? Am I going to get better? I have make some progress for a few days and then I'll have a day where the whole day I'm just sitting inches from my humidifier trying to breathe in Vicks and I'm still having a hard time catching a breath. And, you know, the day before I was able to walk for 30 minutes and then the next day I can't. Um, so it's, it's really terrifying. So, and so if you had, if you had a room full of young adults and teenagers, you know, as far as. Well, I wouldn't put a room of young adults in the room together. Understood. But if you had an audience, yeah. you know, what would you, what would you share with them? The importance of wearing a mask of staying home, not having large indoor gatherings. When I got the call that I was positive, I was terrified because of the people of my family. But luckily, I'd only been around three people, my partner, my two parents, and those are the only people we really had to worry about. But I imagine that I was positive sort of over Halloween, and I thought, what if I had gone to a Halloween party? Well, All my friends would, are posting photos of Halloween parties. Yes, if I had you, been there, you would mention that you're watching I would have, media, so. I would have infected everyone in the room. And so, as horrifying as it was to know that my parents and my partner were potentially at risk, at least it was only three people. I can't imagine if this had happened over Thanksgiving and I had gone somewhere. Thanksgiving was my partner and I in our condo. Right. <laughs> you right. know, so it's 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 terrifying. Well, you know, I, I, I want to thank you for sharing your story. I appreciate it. And uh, Joanne had said you were an excellent patient. Uh, we always talk about if we had an award to, that we would give out to patients through this whole thing, we have some names that we keep running as far as that you were very cooperative and, and, uh, and, uh, and very understanding of what we needed to do also and the importance of that. And uh, I'm sorry that you're experiencing that. And uh, But I, I want... I'm, I'm thankful that you were able to share. With I also do want to testify the importance and reiterate the importance of wearing a mask. We live in a very small two bedroom condo and wearing a mask that whole time, bleaching the shower after I used it, using paper utensils and paper plates. My partner didn't, didn't catch this. That, that's a, a great message. And I want to thank you with that. And anything else you want to share? I, I think that's all. Okay. Well, thank you again. You're welcome. So.